Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Monet. The Influence Podcast is a place where I sit down with influencers in the faith, entrepreneurs, and creatives to have combos about how they balance living life out loud on social media while walking with God. This is also a space where my friends and I will discuss certain cultural topics like dating, modesty, friendship, and sex, and how our faith has influenced the way we think about them. Some say that modest is hottest, and that statement alone can be quite controversial. But what if modesty is not about being the hottest or getting attention? What if it's not even about your outward appearance at all or how you decide to style it? In this episode, I sit down with vintage shop owner Malade Aliu and mid-size influencer Alyssa Patterson to have a conversation on modesty in a modern society, developing your style, and being a woman of fashion and faith. Both women share about their journeys into fashion and give insight into how we as Christians can do a better job of viewing the topic of modesty. Some other things we touch on are the battle of visuals, implementing heart checks, and why men should play a part in the modesty conversation as well. Okay, so I'm super excited to be having this conversation with you, Alyssa and Maladay. I've had this topic on my mind for a little bit, and I think both of you guys are great people to talk about it just from seeing your Instagrams, which you guys are interested in, that you are a woman of faith. And so you guys could just introduce yourselves a little bit to the people listening and tell them who you are. Thanks, Brianna. Um, happy to be here. <laughs> so I'm Alyssa. I, um, I'm from North Carolina, and I've been a Christian since I was 19, so almost 10 years um, okay. for me. I worked in ministry. I work at the local university here. Um, this topic of fashion and faith, um, I'm super passionate about. You know, fashion has always just been a big part of my life and just representing who I am through my clothes and my style. And so I'm super excited to just share what's on my heart and, and give you some of my insight. Um, I'm Maladay, and I currently, you know, live in Washington, D.C., and like Alyssa was saying, I'm also, you know, really passionate about just fashion and faith. Um, just been walking with God for about five years now, and I feel like he's definitely just shown me things along the way, changed my heart and mind on a lot of different things as I've been walking with him, but yeah, I just definitely love um, fashion and have also used it all throughout my life to kind of express myself, um, especially being shy growing up and just always having that as a means to just express myself when I didn't want to talk all the time. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, as you both are believers, as you both are women who love fashion, um, I know that you know that modesty is a big topic in the Christian community. So I think we would be remiss if we didn't touch on it. So I just kind of wanted to start there. And I want to know, when did you first encounter the concept or even hear of modesty, if you can remember? I think for me, um, growing up, I grew up in a pretty strict Nigerian household. So I know that my mom was always on me growing up, like, oh, you know, that's a bit too short or just different things in terms mm-hmm. of what we're talking about clothing. So I know that modesty obviously can relate to, you know, non-clothing things too. But just in terms of clothing, I just know that my mom, my parents would always definitely talk about modesty, but I didn't think too much about it. And I think that um, before I came to Christ, I definitely 
also didn't think too much about modesty. I definitely even just liked attention in different ways and know that a lot of my dressing would at- attract <laughs> a type of attention. So mm-hmm. but back then, I, I definitely felt, to be honest, that I, I liked, you know, showing some skin here and there back before um, I came to Christ. I just didn't think too much about it, to be honest. Gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Alyssa? For me, growing up, the same. Um, I just never really thought about it. Um, it's interesting, though, because when I became a Christian at 19, I um, one of the first things that I really wrestled with and, you know, knew that I had to give up were some of my clothes. I remember like inviting some of my friends over um, and it just felt, I think the spirit really was just like, in like just impressed that on me to know, to give that thing up because I didn't have any church background. I never really thought about modesty, um, but it was just something that I knew that I needed to, you know, let go of. And, and there, I wrestled with that. I had a hard time with that. I know that you know, when I first became a believer, I was so radical, you know, like we all are. And I remember being on campus with my friend and we were, you know, trying to preach the gospel to people and share what God had done in our lives. We're like, we need to tell people. So we were going around and we went into the dining hall. We ran into this guy and um, that we knew from high school. And we started talking to him about God and what he had done in our lives and, you know, sharing the love of God with him. And we talked to him for about like 10, 15 minutes. And he just didn't say much the whole time. He didn't say anything at all. He was kind of just listening, nodding his head. And then at the end of it, after we like stopped talking, he kind of paused for a second and he was like, yeah, so you follow God, but you are dressed like that. (laughs) And at the time I was wearing. Yeah. And so like, and he wasn't a believer and I don't think that he meant it in a way to like condemn me or Mm -hmm. like, you know, being like super religious or anything. I think he genuinely, you know, that was a genuine question that he had and he wasn't a believer and what I had on, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. I just had on like some high waisted shorts. And at the time Tumblr was really in and the girls on Tumblr were wearing garter belts Mm. under their shorts. I don't know if you guys remember that. And that's what I had on. And garter belts, I think, were initially made to, um, you know, hold up pantyhose or, yeah. you know, it was considered like an undergarment. Even now, you see a lot of people wear garter belts in lingerie. And so um, that's what I had on. And so he, he said that and, I, and it just made me realize, like, whoa, like, I don't ever want anything that I'm wearing to distract anybody from the gospel, mm-hmm. from receiving the gospel and like. Even to me, I felt like it was okay, but to him, was he just, like, thinking about that the whole time? You know what I mean? I think that was the first time that I understood, you know, why God was asking me to give up some of the things that I was wearing. So that's that's my first introduction to to modesty in regards to clothing, because I know also modesty is much more than just the clothes that you wear. That's so funny about the garter belt. That was literally me, too, and, like, (laughs) yeah. Or college, yeah, I was definitely like, I think Tumblr too had that influence of having a stack of garter belts with high rise shorts. Yes, (sighs) yes, you remember. (laughs) Because when Tumblr had the fashion going. Yes, (laughs) yes, I miss Tumblr. (laughs) As you guys developed in your relationship with Christ, did your faith kind of color the way you initially perceived the idea of modesty and the way that you dressed 
I know you touched a little bit on that, Alyssa, with your story just now, but how has that kind of evolved as you've, you know, grown in your faith and grown in your walk with Jesus? I think that um, for me, you know, with just that experience, that was just so eye-opening to me. And Mm -hmm. after that, I just didn't really think too much about it. Um, I know that it was definitely a process of me, you know, growing in my faith and becoming more mature in my faith where I, you know, walked more towards, you know, becoming more modest in the way that I dress. Also, I think of, and I I have stories, okay? So, (laughs) you know, I think about when I was in high school, I was that girl who always got sent to the principal's office for what I was wearing for breaking mm-hmm. dress code. And it wasn't, it was never anything crazy. It was just like my tank top, you know, was less than three fingers, you know? Yeah. And like, so it was that. And then I remember one time I um, was like for the third time that week, I had went to see my principal for my dress code, for the dress code. And she was like, okay, you're in here again. And she said, you know, you're a cheerleader. And I was a varsity cheerleader. She said, mm-hmm. you're a cheerleader and you're in here. And she was like, you know, honestly, you know that you're an ambassador for our school. Oh, like, wow. You represent our school. And and she wasn't just talking about the way that I dress, but more yeah. so like me just being up there all the time and getting in trouble. She's like, you know, you're an ambassador. You you represent our school. You're a leader in our school. And, you know, you have you're held to a higher standard and you and you have to, you know, think about these things and the things that you do. And, you know, she was right. And in the same way, you know, we're ambassadors of Christ. And mm-hmm. I I think that as believers, we need to do everything in excellence. And we need to um, always think about the things that we do. Unfortunately, we have to. It's much bigger than just ourselves. Not that we have to be fake or anything and like put up a facade. But, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's that's the lens that I always, you know, put on when it comes to you know, things such as, you know, what I wear, but I can still be really dope with Absolutely. my style, you know, like I can still feel confident, feel sexy in my own skin, like just to myself or whatever, without being too revealing or, you know, or if I'm covered up, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And I feel like it's also just really important, you know, I found to just really get close to Jesus in these topics. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God is the one who convicts over time. I know shortly after I got saved, or before I got saved, I was, you know, all about that, um, you know, the whole free the nipple movement, you know, bra- <laughs> like just different braless, different things yeah. like that, um, <laughs> where a lot of, you know, that's the norm for a lot of people and things such as that. But I know after getting saved, for example, that was something God convicted me of, of like, of being okay to cover up and to not put things on display when they don't need to be on display. And mm-hmm. that was something that honestly only came from just walking closer with God and just continuing to get, you know, conviction from God. And even in things that might seem normal in the world, like I feel like God does view things, you know, in a special way. I think it's also about heart posture, right? Like mm-hmm. if I know the things I'm doing are you know, my heart is not in the right place. It's definitely something to think about. So I feel like just as I've been walking with God, God has just convicted me um, in certain things and have, has changed my mind in the types of things that I even like to wear. Like, I think right now, like I love wearing maxi dresses. I love me some turtlenecks, you know, but then I also like yeah. the square neck tops and showing, you know, this air, like the collar, like just different things like that. And I, I just feel like it's a walk with God and, and God is the one who will give us those personal convictions. And 
like Alyssa was saying, I think that sometimes, you know, it's easy to think that, oh, because of that, because of, you know, modesty or whatever the case might be, that you can't dress, you know, <laughs> you can't dress well or really feel comfortable in your skin. And I don't think that's true. I think that um, everyone has is going to have different convictions, right? Mm-hmm. I had one person um, talk to me um, regarding this topic, and she was telling me about how, you know, when she started walking with God, she was convicted about wearing jeans and wearing different things like that. And I'm, for me, that's not my personal story. You know what I mean? I still right. love jeans. I don't feel convicted to only wear, you know, long skirts, although someone that's their real conviction. So I think everything is going to differ. And sometimes I feel like modesty is a hard topic even to talk about because there's like a lot of nuances, I feel like, right? And it's, it's just like a day by day walk with God, asking God for conviction. There's times I might want to wear something and I feel a little bit convicted, you know, and I don't. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult, but I feel like it's, as we're walking with God, he just gives us, us those personal convictions. Yeah. I love that you both touched on how it's so personal, how modesty is a personal journey, personal convictions from God, how it doesn't look the same for any one person but also how it doesn't have to be boring, how you can still incorporate elements of yourself, who you are, who God created you to be, and how you can still, in a way, be in the know or like in fashion and things like that, but still having that conviction, maybe not going all the way, but like you said, Malade, whether it is the type of dress that you wear, maybe it's a maxi dress or a certain neckline or different things and feel okay with wearing and know that still honors God. And so I want to know for you guys, how would you now describe modesty or how would you explain modesty to someone? Well, I think for me, a new revelation that I've had about modesty is that it's much more than just your outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Maladade kind of, you know, touched on a little bit. It is about your heart. Because when you look at what modesty really means, it's really about, um, you know, being humble and mm-hmm. keeping within the measure and just not feeling like you have to show off. So, you know, how that relates to clothing, you know, some people may feel like they have to show more skin, you know, and that comes from a place of, you know, wanting attention or wanting status or whatever that may be. Um, And so for me thinking about modesty, it's like it really does just it's rooted in the heart. Mm -hmm. And it is something that you have to seek God about and like go to God about about um you know, your intentions um, when it comes to this. And so, yeah, think about modesty, you know, just being aware, like, what am I really doing this for? Right. You know, and some people can do it for attention and some people like can totally not, you know, want attention if they just truly genuinely like the way that it looks on them. Like, for example, I can like wear something really nice, right? And someone could look at me and be like, wow, she's so vain. Like, even though I'm fully covered, they could be like, yeah. wow, she's so vain for what she's wearing. And um, you can be still immodest, even if you're fully clothed, you know what I mean? And so um, really, it's just about when it comes to modesty. Like I said, it's just about what's in your heart. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I also, I don't have a clear cut definition of modesty, to be honest. It's still mm-hmm. something that I'm, you know, definitely having to study more and to seek God more on what he views on that topic. But I love what you said, Alyssa. Um, And I agree with just that humility and that um, 
I think also when I think about modesty, I think about just knowing that, you know, the way that God sees you is enough and that, you know, yeah. we're only doing things, things for him at the end of the day. And just knowing that we don't have to seek affirmation from other people based on how, you know, we don't need people to affirm us in those ways. Um, so that's just kind of what I think about when I think about modesty, just knowing our heart and knowing that we're secure in Christ. So mm-hmm. we don't need to do things for outside validation because in this world, it's so easy to want to do things for outside validation, but knowing that we we really don't, we don't need that. Um, and God's love and the way God views us is sufficient um, regardless. So. For sure. I definitely love that. And one thing that reminds me of is a verse that a lot of people sometimes use to kind of encapsulate modesty, whether it's in the heart or in the way that you dress. And it's First Peter 3, 3 through 4, and I'm going to read it. And it says, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And so I want to know how you guys feel like this verse relates to modesty for women as Paul is referencing wives specifically in scripture, even though I think that it doesn't necessarily have to define a wife as well. It could be a woman who is single. I think speaking on beauty, you can have all the money in the world and all the designer things in the world, but still not be beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so just speaking of what's on the inside of your character mm-hmm. is what is what matters the most. And so that's what I think of when I think of this scripture. Yes, you know, it mentions the hairstyles and the gold jewelry, fine clothes, but I think it's more so in the context of someone who feels like they only need those things Mm -hmm. to be beautiful or worthy. Right. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm looking at it first now, but yeah, I think just beauty in general, you know, and the Bible talks about how beauty is fleeting too, you know, um, Mm -hmm. the way that we look on the outside, that's great, but it it doesn't last forever. And, you know, um, it's fleeting, but our character and just our our character, thoughts, et cetera, like that's really, you know, kind of like what we were talking about. It's like the heart of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, it's not meaning that, okay, it's, it's wrong to wear fine clothes or different things, but that's not where our, that's not our source. That's not, you know, our, that's not everything, you know, it has mm-hmm. to be deeper than just the outside because, you know, I think a lot of people, I've heard a lot of you know, other Christian ladies um, talk about this and thinking that it's vain to care about appearance and care about these things. And mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think um, being a Christian means that God wants us to literally um, not care about our appearance. I really right. don't at all. Like I think you know, it's it's good to actually care about our appearance, but mm-hmm. not when it becomes an idol. That it's like, oh, the way I look is like everything. This is everything and I think that no it's meaningful but it's not it's not everything yeah absolutely so what would you guys say for people who are kind of struggling with that to get to the point of it's not everything to get to the point of you know how they can be free in who God has called them to be aside from their outward appearance 
I think that people would just have to get to in a place where they can just be real with themselves. I mean, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exhausting to just keep up with this image on, on the outside. And, you know, like Maladade said, like, it's not going to last forever. And so when mm-hmm. you either have to deal with it now or later on in life when, you know, you have kids and your body's not the same and or you're older and you're having wrinkles, like, you're going to have to face that now or later. And, mm-hmm. um yeah, it, I think your heart is just really what matters. It's, it's always about that. When you allow God to come into your life, he doesn't care about anything else aside from your mm-hmm. heart and really doing the work in there because um, that's where yeah. all the deep things reside about ourselves, all of our sin, all of our, you know, hurts, all of just everything is just rooted in, mm-hmm. in our hearts. Yeah, that's good. And I think even just, yeah, like looking to God to get healing from all of the just the broken pieces inside, you know, and starting there, I think, because a lot of times we do things as like a mask, right? Like a mask yeah. to kind of cover up what we're really feeling inside. You know, someone can have such a great appearance outside, but then there's a lot of just depression, a lot of hopelessness, a lot of just, mm-hmm. just struggles, you know, under that. And I think that it's important to, or just a lot of like craving validation and craving, you know, people and people pleasing. Like there's a lot that could go into those things. So I feel like just mm-hmm. kind of starting there and kind of knowing like what the motive is for why we do the things that we do mm-hmm. and checking our heart, checking our heart posture for those things too. Because like I was saying before, like, I don't believe that walking with God means that we neglect our outward appearance because I feel like that's also part of like just taking care of the temple that God has given us. And just, um, I think it's so important, but that can't be, that can't be the source of like, yeah. uh, I don't know how to put it, but that just can't be, it doesn't stop there. I should say like, it has to go a little bit deeper. So yeah. I guess I would um, encourage people to get that internal healing too. And just like ask those questions, right. About why we do the things that we do and like what the point of it is, you know, um, and that might, you know, shake some things up or make us change the way we do things. Yeah, I love that. And with talking about how it's a heart posture, a renewing of your heart, if you will, um, I kind of want to pivot taking that idea. But in a society that almost places, quote unquote, blame on a woman's appearance with certain, you know, results or effects, how do you feel men are or should be incorporated into the conversation of modesty? Good question. This is a hot topic. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's always kind of placed on the woman as modesty is a woman's yeah. thing or, you know. Yeah, it is. You know, I think it's easier to, to point the finger at women or to make it the woman's responsibility because it's, mm-hmm. You can see it with the eye when it comes to like appearance or clothes, but what when it comes to men and their hearts and mm-hmm. like the things that they struggle with, you can't see that. And so it's easier to just point mm-hmm. the finger at women and be like, "Y'all need to do something about it." Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's a both and. I think you know, mm-hmm. as brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah, we should support one another and help one another um, and cover one another when it comes to you know, making sure that we're not causing one another to stumble. And so I can do my part, but if my shoulder, I mean, my shoulder can easily, you know, (laughs) make you stumble. But I mean, it's like, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to like go and wear a sweater all the time. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, men, understanding men, it's, it's a battle, unfortunately. It really is truly just like Mm -hmm. 
one of the consequences of, of the fall is that this is one of the things that they struggle with yeah. um, as far as like, you know, how they treat women or perceive women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I um, listened to Jessica Ray, a YouTube video of hers mm-hmm. years ago. I don't know if you guys heard of her, but she talked about like the evolution of the bathing suit. And she talked about how Princeton did a study on men and their brain um, when they saw images of women in different kinds of clothing. Mm-hmm. And when they were shown pictures of women in bathing suits, the part of the brain that's correlated with objects and tools like lit up. Oh, and wow. then for some of them, the part of the brain that is um, correlated with like emotions and feelings, no activity in there which means that men are objectified women when they see them and they're almost treating women as if they're not human. And so that was just yeah. like shocking to learn about. I mean, unfortunately, I think just the way that our culture and our society has just like shaped the way that women are viewed and our music and our movies and stuff, that's just the result of it. And also mm-hmm. the result of the fall, but it is a, it is a struggle that men go through that we don't understand. I'm not going to understand why you're stumbling <laughs> over me wearing leggings, but yeah. you know, <laughs> you do. And so I think that just to be mindful of that, that it's not like, well, that's your problem. Like you need to figure that out and mm-hmm. get yourself together and get your mind right. But you know, how can I also help you as my brother, you know, because I have men who are, you know, believers and or friends who may struggle with that or like, you know, my yeah. husband or whoever. No, not one man is immune to it. You know right. what I mean? So, but I also think that it's it's equal. It doesn't have to just be one, a woman's responsibility. That's good. That's really good. And whew, yeah, it's, yeah, there's, I feel like there's a lot that can be said, but mm-hmm. I don't even have all the words, but <clears throat> I think that it really is a battle out here in general, you know, like <laughs> out in this world, like now a lot of times you don't even have to go looking for, for things, you know, you don't yeah. have to go looking for it. You know, I think there's times that I've even just scrolled on social media or even typed a friend's name that I'm trying to find and someone else pops up and I'm literally seeing like naked people or different things. And it's like, it's not like I'm, you know, you don't go searching for it. Like, so right. these things are so accessible, right, to just everyone. And then just, it's just out there and it's just hard. It's really a battle, like, especially because now a lot of times people don't have to go looking. Like, a lot of times it's literally in your face and that's like a struggle, you know, for anyone, like males and females too, you know, it's just like, it's a, it's a battle. But um yeah, I love what you said, Alyssa, about like in terms of like brothers and sisters in Christ, like it definitely, you know, and I, I feel like now I feel a little bit more conscious of it too. And kind of being like, dang, it's really out there. And it's like, it's a struggle for everyone. And knowing that, um, I like what you just said about being able to kind of help, you know, our brothers and out, you know, brothers in Christ and in the ways that we can, but also knowing that kind of like the heart, like that Mm -hmm. first and foremost, it's like the reason we do stuff is like for for God, you know, right? And then I feel like that ends up trickling down into the way we think about things because, you know, that's not something I would have thought thought about years before, but now it's something I'm a little bit more like cognizant towards. So yeah, I definitely think that being conscious of that to not, you know, not actively do things to make someone fall. And then I think for men too, like it's it's a two-part thing. I feel like it's um 
well, one, also, like you were saying, Alyssa, like shoulders out, like, you know, if that's making someone um, stumble or that's, you know, like arousing someone, then I feel like it's also like an internal uh, responsibility to also flee, mm-hmm. as the says that if something is um, just to flee from sexual immorality. So if something is making you, you know, feel a type of way, then it's best to avert your eyes. (laughs) I don't know the solution, but, you know, because it's like if you, Alyssa, or me, or you, Bree, like feel confident, we don't feel convicted by the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit with that thing, and and that's like a real feeling, then um, it's not like, oh, I'm going to only wear sweaters because of man you know it's just I don't I don't I don't know how I feel about that (laughs) so uh, yeah I I don't know I think that it's definitely like helping them but also um, knowing that knowing the reason that we're doing it first of all which is like for God ultimately and then yeah I feel like men also um, but it's hard to talk about it's hard to Mm -hmm. like have a full solution but I think that like fleeing (laughs) trying to flee is it's hard but it's necessary to in this battle yeah yeah I think that um you know when it comes to men and being you know them having an equal responsibility Mm -hmm. you know it's just the same as if I like was on a diet and you guys were eating a burger right in front of me (laughs) you know eating a cookout tray or something like I'm not gonna sit here and blame you guys right oh my gosh you're being such a bad influence me now now I gotta go now I gotta go get a cookout tray. Now I gotta get a burger. You know, like you can't. Yeah. I cannot put the blame on you guys. You know, and so I think the church or us, you know us as Christians as a whole, like we mm-hmm. just need to um, really just equip one another, women, men, on how to fight that battle when it comes time where we're tempted. And so that should be the focus, not a oh, woman. Y'all need to you know, always be closed from head to toe. Um, (laughs) With that too, also, I I wanted to say like thinking about the study that I was talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. earlier, it really helped me to see like, you know, I don't want men to see me as a tool Mm. or an object. Yeah. I want men to see me as like valuable in other ways, Mm. you know, my character, my, you know, like just in, in all other ways, I'm more capable um than than just like what I'm what I look like there's more to me and so that's another reason why I think that modesty is important for us women is that we need to break how men see us you know yeah and need to step up and say hey like I can still be bad out here the baddest out here (laughs) with my personality okay (laughs) so yeah that's my that's my thoughts I wanted to share that (laughs) that's so real that's good that's really good I feel like um Oof, yeah, you just touched on a lot. Yeah, I just, I disagree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely helping to change perspective because it's like people are really out here thinking like show no shoulder, no neck, no clavicle, like literally show no leg, like nothing. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to wear a paper bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though? Mm-hmm. I've seen some, do you guys ever, are you guys on TikTok? Yeah. You guys have to be on TikTok. No, you're not. Okay. Molly Molly Date says she's not. But (laughs) there's like some Muslim women on there who, you know, wear the hijabs and Mm -hmm. they're dressed from like head to toe covered. No, they're fabulous. And they are some of the most stylish people that I know. Like it's it's 
so crazy and they don't have to show anything and so and you just made me think about that like wearing a paper bag I was like (laughs) no we're not gonna wear a paper bag but yeah no that's so real I've definitely seen like hijabi fashionistas and they're killing it I'm like okay let me take some tips from you (laughs) yeah yeah real but another thing I was gonna say just in terms of like the men too um yeah it's again just like going back to that battle of like it's something that all of us have to, like when you're talking about people's responsibilities, I think like we all like, we know what it is. We know that we also live in a very like sexually charged world and, and stuff sure. is just out there. Um, there's a lot of temptation. There's a lot of lust. Like that's just so heavy, like in the culture, like TV, movies, walking down the street. Like it's, it's actually crazy to be honest, like yeah. how much um, like, how things are so like sexually rampant and it's hard like but like you were saying Alyssa like these battles are part of the fall I think these are just things that we have to deal with and I think for men too it's also probably having it's I can't really speak for men you know what I mean but I think that they it's probably wise to also have a heart check with themselves you know it's Mm -hmm. it's one thing for a man to say like oh I don't want a woman who's you know, dress like X, Y, and Z, then it's like, what are you looking at behind the scenes? Like, what's mm-hmm. your heart? Yeah. Because let's, let's have things match up. You know what I mean? And I know that it's hard because of the society we live in and things being so easy access, but I think we all just have to check our hearts and like, um, really have our actions match that. So I think a men's, a man's responsibility could also be continuing to walk that fight and make you know, a covenant with his eyes, you know, in terms of what he is allowing himself to, you know, look at. Um, but it's hard because like, I definitely have empathy, honestly, for like, for men out here who struggle with, with lust or who struggle mm-hmm. with um, temptation in this area. Like I have a lot of sympathy because I know it's hard. And even me like browsing on social media, like I've seen stuff that I'm like, whoa, like where, like, I don't even know where this, like, what, right. like, this is, much you know so I'm like if that's me who feels that like I have a lot of empathy for a man who's like trying to walk the good fight and like avert his eyes from this stuff because it's hard like it's literally you know out there yeah for sure and so even with kind of following along the lines of how you guys dress Alyssa I know that you are a mid-size influencer and Maladay you have your own vintage shop And so how did you guys kind of develop your sense of style and does your faith play a role in how you dress? Yeah, um, I think for me, um, like growing up, I always loved fashion and and style ever since I was young. Um, Mm Kind of like I talked about, I moved around a lot and I was really shy. So fashion and dressing up was just a really, um, that that was a way that I expressed myself. That was the way that I... um, yeah, that's just the way I, that I express myself. Um, I remember like at age 12, I fell into the world of fashion blogging and I just was able to get inspired by so many people. Um, there was this girl on there, Tavi Gevinson, that was like a young blogger. And like, I just kind of mm-hmm. fell very deeply, <clears throat> very deep into that world and just had such a passion for dressing up and styling and styling people, styling myself. So I think that as I got older, fashion always played a role. But I remember um, in college, for example, I used to wear like a lot of black. My closet was only, 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 only black. I wow. didn't wear 
for their colors. My friends would always make fun of me, but I think like back then, like I also in in college and high school, you know, mm-hmm. dealt with you know, depression, and I felt like my mood impacted my style in a sense where I really yeah. gravitated towards dark, dark clothing because of my mood and, and feeling dark, <laughs> feeling dark. And I obviously still love black, still wear black all the time. But I think that as I grew in faith and grew with God, like color also naturally added <laughs> itself into my mm-hmm. wardrobe because like before I couldn't relate to bright colors because I was just like, that's a lot. Like that's just too much for me. But yeah. as <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if it was the light of Christ or what, but like, <laughs> um, just, you know, I gravitated to colors more, even though I still love like dark clothing too. But growing up, I feel like I always kind of felt shamed a little bit for liking fashion. And I felt shamed for, you know, just, you know, maybe being called like vain or whatever the case might be from family members. Or whatever. But um, kind of like as I've grown, it's really just that heart posture that I've just kind of allowed God to mold and change like my style as the time has gone on. And um, just kind of looking to God in the way I dress. But then, um, yeah, I, I think that as I also grew in God, I realized that it's actually okay to, it's good to like fashion and to be want to be creative with my style. Like God is the most creative. So, you know, I think one time I was reading Proverbs 31 and it talks about the woman even selling clothing. And I was like, wow, like I used to always feel like, oh, that's not you know, like fashion, like how does that relate to the things of God? But I'm like, no, yeah. this is like, it's a skill. Like if the Proverbs 31 woman is out here selling linen, like, like I don't need to feel shamed for yeah. my, because in- I definitely used to feel like, oh, like how does fashion play into the world of my faith? You know, like how do the things like correlate and things like that? But I've found that it actually does and it can um, just, it's the way that I express myself. God can work through those ways, even with content creating or having a shop, like God still moves within those, um, those areas. And then I also feel like fashion, like everything could be turned into like a way to create conversation with someone and a way to like, even ministry actually, like it could be, um, having a conversation with someone and it starts off with fashion but it ends up with like prayer you know it's just like different yeah. things can attract the conversation but then you know it could attract the way someone might want to approach you or whatever the case might be but then it can the conversation can bear off completely so god definitely uses fashion i think in different ways i definitely used to not be able to see it and it kind of made me self-conscious because i was like oh i should probably care less about this but I feel like if God has put something in your heart, you know, even if it's something that seems atypical or it doesn't, you know, you're like, how does this fit in? But if God gives us an interest, God gives us a passion, I'm just like, let me run with it and not feel ashamed because me feeling ashamed would be me feeling ashamed of something that God specifically put in my spirit and an interest that God has given me. So I've just been trying to be bold in it and not feel, um, self-conscious for liking clothes like it's just you know it's yeah it's just it's what it is yeah yeah we like to wear clothes and other people may (laughs) like to you know paint and play the guitar and hike Mm -hmm. and that's just you know it's 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 just a hobby like it's not a hobby but it's just a genuine interest and passion you know Mm -hmm. it's not different it's not that much different I mean it's how you exhibit your creativity that comes from the Lord because yeah. he is yeah. the ultimate creator and 
if we're oh, made yeah. in his image and his likeness, we can create as well yeah. in different ways. So he's the OG designer. <laughs> like he really is. Like he he's a designer. I mean, yeah. there's scripture and like I think Exodus twenty eight. There's a whole chapter about him just talking about how he wants the armor to look mm-hmm. and he's so detailed mm-hmm. like these jewels those kind of jewels and you need to put it on this breast pad and this one and it's just like yeah you know yeah god god cares too you guys think that jesus would be <laughs> i mean i don't know i'm like in, in heaven like are they are we, what are we gonna be wearing you know like <laughs> our style i'm sure grows. we're gonna be that right exactly purple <laughs> <all> linen <laughs> No, but um, to think about your question, mm-hmm. um, you know, developing my sense of style, like I said earlier, was something that I wrestled with because I've always loved clothes and just styling clothes and using my creativity mm-hmm. in the way that I dress. You know, it was just so fun. And when I became a believer, I just felt like I really had to give that up Yeah, and kind of went to the extreme of it, you mm-hmm. know, giving up my clothes to ensure that... I didn't come off as vain or that I was idolizing, you know, my clothes. And I think it was just so hard. But I think I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Like, it's it's not even that deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really not. You know, as long as I'm honoring God and I'm not finding my full identity in it. Mm-hmm. And because um, I can still walk out here. I can walk out here and wear basketball shorts and a tank top and still be perfectly fine like I don't I don't and I and that's how I knew because I'm always like assessing I'm such an analyzer I'm like do I really idolize clothes I was like nah because I just went to Walmart looking busted like I'm I'm good like and so but definitely I think that um you know also too I think you know fashion and style it's just especially as a believer I feel so strongly about it because I think that non-believers when they think about becoming a christian or you know following jesus they may mm-hmm. they may have they may be hesitant because they're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh well, that life seems so boring i have to give up right. all this and that and i don't i don't want to do that and it's like right. you don't have to you, you can still be a style a stylish person and oh, still yeah. follow the lord like you know that doesn't make you exempt to clothes mm-hmm. and, and style and fashion and so um, that's something that I feel like is important. I want to be able to show the world that you can still be a follower of Jesus and you can still be fashionable. And in the sense of being, you know, a, a mid-sized fashion influencer, um, I think that's also so important too now with what we see in the media. I mean, we've definitely come a long way yeah. from like the kind of models that we have, which right. I love, um, but still even like on Instagram, like, seeing these Instagram models and stuff like they're all just so small I, I love y'all like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's amazing but I'm a new mother and um I built like I was used to and so you know learning that like I can still my style can evolve I could still wear trendy things yeah. and still have the body that I do and so there's no excuses you know for anyone feeling like and oftentimes and I'm talking to myself I'll go to a store and I'm like I can't wear that like it doesn't mm-hmm. fit my body and it's like well make it work you know you can right. you can find something else that's similar that that would be that will still look good and so that's my main goal when it comes to sharing my style on social media I love that. I feel like we can go into a whole other thing about like body types and styling and all that. There's so much to be said about that. Yeah. 
said about that because there's definitely been times where you know um because like growing up I struggle with a lot of like eating issues and things like that and I feel like sometimes it's like oh I may have been dressing modestly but it's not Mm -hmm. the reasons that you know one might think it was more like oh I'm dressing modestly because I want to cover myself because I don't feel comfortable in my Mm -hmm. my skin and that's like it goes back to like the reason that we do stuff and like the heart so yeah that's a whole that's a whole other segment <laughs> have you seen that trend on tiktok i'm bringing tiktok up again no where it was like it was like people were rating like models um outfits and it would be like this is another <laughs> this is another segment of is she fashionable or is she just skinny like <laughs> and it would be like clothes that yeah. would just look so crazy mm. on a regular body type or someone else's body type but it's just yeah yeah there's a lot to that so what would you guys say are some of your go-to fashion tips maybe just like one or two for people who are trying to you know figure out their style I think for me um this is a little well for me I'm big on like tailoring actually because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you might get something and it doesn't fit right but I'm always a proponent especially when it comes to like jeans for example or bottoms I feel like a lot of times my body type, there's it just doesn't fit well and I've had to get things, things taken in. So I feel like fit for me is a big part of feeling comfortable in like what you're wearing and your skin and like if something doesn't fit well, like it's likely that you're going to be outside kind of tugging at stuff, feeling kind of self-conscious. So I think for me, <laughs> I, I'm a proponent of tailoring. My go-to tip is to avoid online shopping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate online shopping. Nothing ever fits me right. I love online shopping. I'm not trying to be in the store with all the people and going to the dressing room. I'm like, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I I just, oh my gosh, I just don't have a lot of good experience with online shopping, even though it's necessary nowadays. But (laughs) I mean, my go-to fashion tips would just be be open. Mm-hmm. you know um I feel like there's been times where I'm like can I really wear this like is it really me mm-hmm. you know but it's like you know don't matter it's not that deep if you have any interest in it try it on see what it looks like it works if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't and Molly I'll, I'll let you know I still wear black black is my <laughs> favorite color I will I, like my husband has to like every time I go shopping he's like please buy something with color in it please don't come back with all black clothes <laughs> and that it's just it's hard because I love all black um, so I mean it's a look you can never go wrong with all black yeah it's, it's a classic look it really is <laughs> but yeah I think all of that to say just um whatever you do whatever you buy um as long as you're comfortable yeah and you're not doing it for anybody else and you're just doing it for yourself and then you're comfy in it you feel confident in it like that's all that matters yes definitely agree awesome so that's my last question and then we can wrap it up so what have you been influenced by lately it could be a scripture a person a book literally anything so currently <laughs> i was trying to think of like a person or a book i've been reading or something but mm-hmm. i'll even just talk about it. so right now i'm reading um Joseph in the Bible and that's actually been influencing me a lot just in terms of just Joseph's story um, about being present in each current season that you're in even when it's mm-hmm. difficult you know um, so I've 
just been learning about being content in each season. I feel like it's been pretty challenging, you know, last few months and just like reading through Joseph's story about long suffering, about praising God through pain, about um, Mm -hmm. just, yeah, looking to God through like hard situations. That's been something that I've been like holding on to a lot lately, just like knowing that um, God is still with us, even in those challenging moments and to keep walking in that. Awesome. I love it. For me, I think a big thing, I'm I'm super passionate about social media and Mm -hmm. Christian content creators. And so I'm always just so encouraged um, by Christian content creators Mm -hmm. and what they're doing out there and um, knowing that just displaying their lives is just so important, especially in a real and vulnerable way. Um, It's just so important for the people that are on social media, non-believers, um, people who are struggling. I just love that so much. And so some of my favorite people are, you know, Milena Ciciotti. She's a mother, yes. two kids, married. You know her? Yeah. Cezanne, yeah. Alexander Hoover, Sofa Rush. Brie, I yeah. love what you're doing as well. <laughs> I just you. really appreciate all of that. And so I'm always just super encouraged by that. Awesome. So, so good. So speaking of socials, where can people find you guys on social media? Um, so for me, um, on Instagram, I'm at Mo the Crown, um, M-O the Crown. So Mo the Crown on Instagram and um, on YouTube, the same thing. And then I have an online shop, Vintage, and it's A-R-E-W-A Vintage.com. Yeah, and for me... Um, I'm on Instagram at list.patterson, L-Y-S-S dot Patterson with two T's. And also the same for TikTok um, and YouTube. I'm not on YouTube and TikTok too much like as far as like pushing out content, mm-hmm. but you can follow me there if you want to. Stalk me if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. That's it for this episode of the Influence Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to use hashtag InfluencePod when talking about the podcast on social media. Give us a rate and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Brianna Monet. Until next time, deuces.